Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. If you're wondering why I don't call it a podcast anymore, I'm not going over it again. We addressed this in an old episode. You can go listen to it. It's nice and simple. There's nice and simple rules, but that's basically me teasing you, telling you to go listen to an old episode. But thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for downloading me. You'll probably notice that there are a few more episodes over the last week or so. That's because the week that is coming up as I'm recording this, I realized my calendar was a little bit stacked. I don't want to let people down, so I made sure I got loads done. Uh, please do remember, you can support the podcast at Patreon dot com for us as simon316 as a few people have asked me yeah i got new merch now as the wrestling journey slowly comes back into vision you can go to simonmiller.bigcartel.com it's big cartel and you can get a t-shirt of me slapping my head because who doesn't want that anyway let's get on with today's show as you probably know we always try and get patreons on so they can contribute to the community that i've built up and that's why i'm very happy today to say my man tom is joining us tom let me know what's going down how are you yeah, I'm alright, man. Thank you very much for having me on. It's no. much appreciated. No, thank you, dude. I appreciate the support. No, uh, no, I mean, I will. That t-shirt, as it is payday today, that's getting sorted after this. <laughs> like, dude, so. you're, you're my favourite person today, then. You're <laughs> just you're living my dream. Exactly. Um, well, right, yeah. I do, it's good as well. Look at that. Secret promotion. I love it. No, it's not really. It's not really secret. Well, I guess everything's secret promotion. I well, say, it's nice to actually finally support people. So, oh, thank I've, you, man. I actually finally got some income coming in. Well, it's like, very Proper decent income. I actually kind of support people because, you know, half the time, with, also with YouTube and it being terrible, it's nice <laughs> to actually give back. <laughs> it is... Uh, it is more terrible than ever at the moment. That's a yeah. different podcast for a different time. Yeah. But my word, if I could show you the back end of YouTube sometimes, I don't think many people would believe it. But yeah. <laughs> let's not talk about that. Let's talk about pro wrestling. Look, yes. Let's face it. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for YouTube. So it's a double-edged sword. Dude, fill me in, man. Tell me, how did you get into wrestling? Blimey. What's your wrestling story? I know they're always crazy, but they always lead somewhere. Right, yeah, it's a bit weird. Because obviously, I'm only 19. So I've not been in this... So obviously the whole attitude era completely lost to me. Obviously I've seen bits with the network being the most amazing, but I personally advocate it being great for someone like me who hasn't seen stuff. But I kind of start off back in school. I remember a guy, uh, one of my friends, he used to come up to me and he was like, have you heard of this thing called wrestling? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I haven't. So he's like, okay, I'll come back to you tomorrow. Comes back in, gives me the DVD of the uh, 2000. Uh, eight Royal Rumble, the one where John Cena win comes in oh, at the end. Dude, what a way to start, my it. friend! So that's the first thing I see. I see that, and I'm like, okay, right, I'm in. And then <laughs> just for also, the reaction, dude, just for the reaction. Yeah, and then but the thing was because it was like the first event I've seen. I had no context for nothing, so it Wait. was this idea of obviously we're not watching it later on. He, he, when he comes in, they're like, oh, he's amazing, it's John Cena. He's back. Oh wait, hang on, we don't actually like it. We uh, there's a bit of a weird mix from the crowd, but yeah, it's great. I was going to say, then, that must have been so confusing because that's the show where he walks in, everyone loses their mind and then realises two minutes later, oh, wait, we don't like him. Boo him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Yeah. But then obviously when he goes on to win, win the thing and then you see the whole like WrestleMania sign just like blow up all the pyro and everything. It's just like, oh, hang on. That must mean something important then. Yeah. So then you obviously you dig in from there. And then I obviously, um, I know I had a brother and my cousin. I, I spoke to him about this thing I've just said and he's like, yeah, I've been going on it for years. And there was me and him just messing around, him just beating the crap out of me uh, with, like, putting me in headlocks and stuff like that. And, and I'm like, okay, 
this seems fun. So <laughs> let's let's get into this. So ever since then, it's been it's been on and off, obviously, because with the, like schoolwork and stuff. I never had Sky, so I've not been um, not we don't. It's been hard to access it, especially here in the UK. Mm. So yeah, it, it's been very interesting. You know, say it's been the old DVD I borrowed off a friend of mine, put that on. It's the odd event here and there, but then when it got more entrenched, uh, I think I would probably say that as of WrestleMania 25. When I sat down, watched the, that whole event, and main, it was mainly, you know, the, the, that Money in the Bank match at the beginning, um, when when Punk wins the Money in the Bank there, yeah. and then prob that first Michaels Taker match just blew me away. Of course, man. What a time for you to start watching. That is crazy. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you can look at it both ways. So, there are some people that go, oh, well, you can only truly appreciate... Shut up. That match is good, yeah. regardless how you look at it. Because if nothing yeah. else, you get the you, you get the sort of natural reaction from the fans, right? And you can tell something special is going on. You're like, oh, wait, this is, this yeah. is a big deal. Oh, man, what a time to Definitely. get in. Especially because, obviously, then, obviously, Taker and Michaels, obviously, it's kind of arguable whether or not they're in the prime still or not. But it's like... These, you can obviously tell that compared to the other guys on the card that these were two dudes that have probably been here for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. And it's, this is the first this is the first thing I've ever seen of them. And it was like it was just the aura of the Undertaker that got me it got me hitching it. it. Like I that man is probably the thing that got me into wrestling the most was the fact just his aura and everything. And then obviously we got the progression of those match those three matches, especially what is it? When Michaels does his entrance in twenty five, when he comes out pretty much as like the white Undertaker. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then when I get told told about what the Undertaker, like his old, like his his past, when he's the like in the debut in the Survivor Series match, which like threw the rules off everything, and then obviously in that first time in the cell when Kane comes around, it's it's amazing. And then you've got the bit in the middle uh, that I don't really like to talk about of the American Badass Undertaker. Yeah, it's this bit that we just don't feel like we should need to talk about. I, really. I, I tell you, man, it's this thing, right? Because you saw that Undertaker, you're yeah. like me. You are in that bracket of Dead Man Undertaker. Yeah. But the people that st- if you'd started watching it in 1999 or something, or 2001, whenever the hell he came in, no, 2001. You <laughs> apparently, I don't know. I can't. I can only speak for other people. But I tell you, that's what it is. If you see him. All of a sudden, you think this dead man is really stupid, even though people that think that are wrong. It's a joke. But um, that's what it is. I think it all depends on your first exposure. And I think the dead man character is so cool that it's hard to then accept him being a dude that is driving around in a bandana. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's and then he comes out of the ring, to the ring, runs around the ring with a motorcycle. It's just like, well, hang on. This has just changed dramatically. Yeah, too much. And then, then when it changes back, it's just like, okay, it's a bit sudden, but I prefer <laughs> this. This is a lot better. My, this Undertaker's a lot better. That's wrestling summed up. I, I was t- Sometimes when mates ask me about the Undertaker, and you have to explain his story out. You go, well, he's dead, but he's not really dead. Then he was a biker, then he was dead again. And yeah. they go, this is why I don't watch wrestling. I'm like, yeah, don't and worry about it. He's controlled by a magical urn. You know? <laughs> it's just like, I get it. I get it why weird. people think it's stupid. It is weird. It's like, I didn't, with Paul Bearer as well, I honestly thought that was just his name. And then, oh, and, and then I got, and then I, I was like, oh, hang on. I understand what his name means now. So it was just like, oh, okay. 
it kind of adds to it a little bit more. Oh, dude, I, I remember I was about 22 when I realised that, oh, Paul Bearer. And then yeah. I felt really embarrassed. It's like, man, that is the most on-the-nose thing ever. And I, But I think yeah. that's why, I think it's so on-the-nose. And because mostly when you first meet The Undertaker, you are a kid, so you're not really looking for yeah. know, awful analogies. not even the right word, but uh, I like that. Though. I like The Undertaker brought you in. So, what? I mean, keep going with your story, then I'll talk to you about. So, so, so yeah, there was uh, that, and then obviously... With Slight School getting in the way and everything, it's been a bit hit and miss of what I've been watching. I've always tried to keep up with all the pay-per-views. Um, SmackDown and Raw. Uh, SmackDown, obviously, I'm drawing to a lot more uh, over the past like year, year and a half. It's just the product has been so much better. And NXT is just amazing. It's so good. I was uh, lucky enough to go and see an NXT UK taping in Plymouth. How was that? Uh, that was awesome. Because it was the one where they um, revealed the... UK tag champs. Oh, nice, dude. So you had a bit of a, a moment as well. So we have that moment, and it's the fact that there's Triple H coming out in my town. And I'm like, oh, okay. But that's, you can see him, because obviously it was the event with what I love about NXT is the fact that the venues are a lot smaller. Mm, so it was a lot more yeah. So you've got Triple H coming out, and then obviously that was, it was done, those recordings were done the week after the show in Australia. Which is a bit so they. Uh, I was looking on Twitter like the day before we were going in on the way in, and then there's Triple H putting out that he's been to Australia and that now he's on the way to Plymouth to come to these recordings. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is good, something's gonna happen here. So they so that comes out, and then there's the bit at the end of it. I can't remember because I can't remember if it was actually shown, but Shawn Michaels comes out one of the and uh, one of the episodes to uh, kind of uh, he saves um. Pete Dunn and Mustache Mountain at one point to like count as like a unofficial referee type thing and he comes out and he does switch your music and I'm like right well I'm done I don't need to do anything else I love it man I think I've, I've, I'm, I've seen everything I need to see now uh, you know I can clock out here and I can go I'm a very happy man that's you know? kind of cool too dude given that you just mentioned the Taker Shaw Michaels match yeah. and then in your hometown like what 10 years later whatever the hell it is you get to yeah. that's, that's badass I get, I get to see him and it's just like I as soon as I I was like just taking photos and stuff and I sent I kind of recorded uh, Triple H's entrance uh, at the beginning when he come in. And I, as soon as I did that, I sent that to my cousin. Uh, Stu, you will be listening. I know he will. Um, so <laughs> I, sent that to, I sent that to him and he was just like, you're a bastard, aren't you? And I'm like, well, you know, it's not my fault. I didn't then know it was going to happen. When you get called a bastard, dude, you've done something right. That's why people call yeah, people bastards. I mean. It's like, yeah, I, I win. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. So, and, and that kind of brings us up to speed then. That's where you are now. Like, how, yeah, much, how, much do, no. how much do you watch these days? Uh, well, obviously, uh, all the pay-per-views all the time. Uh, SmackDown, I dabble in every now and again. Raw, I kind of really can't watch that due to the fact that it's so long. Yeah. It's very annoying. I, I, I get it, man. I get it. But I, I feel like over the past like year and a half, I've kind of been opened up to all the... Re- there's a life outside the WWE. I think ever since All In was going around last year, it was just like, oh, hang on. So there's so, so much stuff in New Japan that tied into it. Bits of Ring of Honor that all tied into it. So it's like, okay, let's go out and have a watch all of this. And that's where I think uh, YouTube um, and how the Bucks and Cody did with being the elite yeah. kind of expanded is expanded like the wrestling scope for a lot of people because it enables them to be like, oh, hang on, there's a lot more stuff, especially when Jericho come in, you know, when he has that obviously that appearance at All In, which must have been mental for you, um, when he has that appearance at All In, and it's just like, oh, hang on, there's this big who everyone thought was going to be a massive WWE guy mm. turns up at this big indie event. It's just like, okay, so these, this things are, are they're starting to turn heads. This okay. big, 
I don't know if I've ever told that story. I saw, I, I didn't see, I didn't know it was Jericho, but I saw the, because um, where we were sat, I saw the Pentagon, uh, Pentagon Junior guy like hanging because we could see like the backstage area from where we were, oh. we were sitting so at one point i saw colt cabana just icing his shoulder watching the match i was like this is more interesting than the wrestling i'm gonna watch this yeah. and we saw a guy dressed it we saw him and i was like i don't know at the time i didn't pay any attention to it and yeah. then we saw him get rushed out and i was like okay i don't know it'd be something i thought it was pack actually i thought it was gonna be neville oh, and then yeah when it was jericho man i tell you the best thing about all in and i get heat for this all the time but i don't care the best thing about it was just the crowd and the reaction everything was like like a hogan rock mania 18 reaction and you couldn't help but just yeah. get involved like, this is the best shit ever like it was well, so yeah, good it's because it was like the first thing of its kind really obviously we've had like in japan with all your wrestle kingdoms being amazing shows but then it was a fact that this was a massive event in america mm. um you know held up by all these people that obviously a lot the, the larger wrestling community probably know but obviously a lot of people are still obviously they've kind of like funneled into the wwe so you've got all these it's kind of like for me because it was like one of the first independent events I actually sat down and watched the whole thing. Yeah. It was this, here's all these people. Some of them I already know, like Cody and all the bucks and stuff, via being the elite and stuff. Uh, but they're like, here's all these people. These people are amazing. Because it was like that event was the first time I saw Kenny Omega like actually have a match. Well, that's I'm like, inc- yeah, it's incredible, right? Like, blimey. Yeah. This guy's amazing. Let's go back <laughs> and have a look at all this back catalogue. of it. Like, And then there was me going on YouTube for like hours after the event. It's like, him, uh, thinking like, like his feud with er- him and Okada, like all those matches uh, arriving to what Wrestle Kingdom thirteen, what was it last year, year before? Um, like the big culmination match of those, it was just like blimey, this is great. Cause, like the New Japan stuff, I am interested in it, but I will only come and sit down when it comes to, like Wrestle Kingdom time because I feel enough. like yeah. at the minute there's everything, there's so much wrestling at the minute, which is amazing, but it's also like I haven't got all my time in the world, so I come down. I'll watch Wrestle Kingdom, but I'll, I'll watch your your Tanahashi's, your Okadas, and then I'll watch um uh, probably uh, maybe. But then again, we don't know what's happening with them at the minute yet, so that's going to be interesting. Well, I tell you, dude, like there's nothing wrong with that. Loads of people watch WWE like that. I got loads of mates that now are interested in what's going on in WWE just because you know it's WrestleMania time. They're like, well, yeah. I'm going to watch WrestleMania, so I may as well get involved. So you know, there is this thing. Where, oh, you just watch New Japan? Yeah, loads of yeah. people do that. Yeah schmuck so yeah it's like it's fun the thing i definitely want to talk about man because i don't think we've ever had someone on that sort of found i know i know obviously you watched being the elite because of youtube yep. but how yep. did you find it like it's good it's because cody Rhodes left and you're like oh where's he gone like well, i find that fascinating i obviously i know cody left because obviously i was in that era when cody was going around this stupid face mask and the bag on his head and then he comes out later on down the line is uh, stardust or whatever it was yeah. and then it's just like okay so then he and then he just disappears because a lot of the time see back then i'm not cluing into the internet like oh he's gone to this doing that and then i think I, I must have been just watching a wrestling video or something and then it pops up on my recommendation amazing man the, what how crazy is that system to to open yeah. people's eyes because it's always that or simon gotch bearing enzo so, yeah. Yeah. That one, dude. That's so true. That every wrestling video, that's the first yeah. one. I'm, I've seen it. I don't yeah. need to watch it again. Exactly. It's, just like, it's that. And then I see this thing, and it's like, it's just, well, it's Cody Rhodes being him. And I go into it, and I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. Like him, and like, it was mainly when obviously when the Bullet Club was kind of becoming this massive thing, because obviously I didn't know about until looking into it about like the whole AJ Styles like implemented the Bullet Club when Finn Balor himself like pretty much made the thing. I didn't know anything about that 
it was the era of the Bucks and Cody was the, the era of the Bullet Club that I kind of read into a bit more. But then obviously when finding the backstory to it, yeah. But seeing these people on a different platform other than WWE and kind of seeing that because towards the end of Cody's run in the WWE, he kind of got screwed a lot with the character he was given. I feel that it wasn't the best. And him going off to becoming this American nightmare, you know, the, obviously the play on what his dad did for the American dream is just amazing. The fact, And plus, and I feel that, that for him, it all culminated it all in. Obviously, this event that he made and when he won the NWA championship. Mm. And he's finally kind of following in his father's footsteps, especially with um, a, um, AEW coming up. It's kind of, oh, sorry. E, what's it called now? AEW, all elite wrestling. Right. All elite wrestling. Yeah. yeah, you were right, man. You could have kept going. Right. Like, I, I you, were sma- you were smashing yeah. it, bro. <laughs> yeah. So there's that, and then him finally following in the footsteps of like Dusty and like creating this new thing for loads of new people to come up with is just amazing. I think the best thing about that is, I mean, you came to wrestling, you know, Royal Rumble 1998, which, you know, there's nothing on WWE TV. I mean, there's a little thing, but would let you know about all this history with Cody Rhodes and his dad and the NWA. But look, look what you've been able to learn just thanks to the internet and especially the way that Cody Rhodes presents himself and presents himself on the internet, especially same with the Young Bucks. I think that gets underrated. I know a lot of people like to poo-poo that go, it's not a sustainable business model. And I would say it's probably not now, but I bet as the years go by, it becomes one. Because look, your your journey is amazing, dude. Like you're getting via WWE as we most do. But now you know what New Japan is, you know what Ring of Honor is, you know Dusty Rhodes, you know Cody Rhodes. It's like, no one's told you that. It's just the information that's been thrown out there. That's why I, I'm honestly one of the internet and all the articles and stuff going around. But it's also one of the reasons why I'm a very big advocate of the network because there's the whole back catalogue there and it's not just the WWE. You've got the WCW stuff. So I have you know, the ability to go back, see, like I was saying earlier, see all the Undertaker's old stuff, see all these people, finally sit down and watch the screw job, something that I'd, I'd never seen before the network because I just, you couldn't get hold of it. Yeah, that's why I, I think the streaming service is going very well. Uh, I will always be advocating for that to anyone who wants to get into it. If you like, just buy this. If, if like you say, first month three and all that, but it's a good way to be getting in. The only thing I would, I honestly don't like about the network is the fact that Raw and SmackDown aren't there. Yeah, it's, like, it's, as soon as it's done, I think they're missing a trick with that. I think they really are. Well, I think the problem is, man, they get paid so much money for these exclusive rights. I mean, look, I've said this the other day on a What Culture video. I don't think they give a shit about the network anymore. I think as soon as TV no. went, yeah, we're just going to pay you $2 billion, the network makes them what? I don't know the mass, but nowhere near that. I no. think they're kind of like, look, it's good that it's there. It's good that we retain rights over yeah. our own content. But I, I don't think you're going to get... I would say, honestly, 2026 is the first year when that may even become a thing. And we go, yeah. I, you're not going to be... I'm going to be old. Like, it's going <laughs> to be an old man. Uh, in terms of the network, how do you know what to watch when you go back? Because this is fascinating to me because the network was something that I was desperate for as, a, yeah. as an older fan. I was like, oh, man, I can go back and watch all the stuff I remember as a kid. For you, it's more of like a historical tool. So how do you find out about the screwed up? How do you find out about, say... Well, I guess you were there for CM Punk, but uh, Ed, what's up? how do you find it? What do you do? What's your what's your process? Well, I like with with the network. It's uh, what they do is that there's, there's these collections of all the like this Shawn Michaels one, the Jericho one, the one with Bret Hart, the one with the Macho Man. On I will sit down and just watch all of these, and then it'd be like because it's very WWE. It's just like oh, this is us telling their story. So I'm like, hang on. So it's kind of like let's just pick these matches out and go back to the actual event and watch it unfold completely. Yeah, it's just like. 
the screw job itself is it's it's probably I don't like I say it's probably one of the biggest events that's probably ever happened in that company probably I would even argue to this day I don't think anything may, maybe punk leave like leaving but obviously we know we didn't really leave and all that sort of stuff until he actually properly did um but yeah the way that that's done and on you can see how pissed off Bret Hart is <laughs> <laughs> how, like, but then how that would obviously as a result of that we get him going to WCW and it's just like oh hang on it's kind of them I feel like after that you get this realization that for a lot of people you get this idea that there is this other brand it may not be as big as us yet we're not it's not WCW at this point wasn't really rivaling the W as much as it would go on to be in the late 80s it was in the 90s mainly and the early noughties um but it's this idea of people are able to go away now and kind of not rebuild themselves because when Brett goes off he doesn't really change his character dramatically but it's like I can go I don't have to be in this monopolized wrestling world anymore how do you find out at WCW this has become more like a case study for me no man because (laughs) I know that it's on there but it's still it's still you know by the time you started watching wrestling it's seven years dead so yeah. do you just see it on one of the sort of windows or the windows, whatever you want to call it, yeah, a thumbnail? Like I said, I won't sit down and watch like all these massive WCW events because obviously we know that it gets it gets a bit poor towards the end, just a little bit. Dude, it gets so, awful. Don't yeah. don't muck around. I loved it. I was always a WWE yeah. guy, but I loved WCW. It was shit at the end. <laughs> like, it yeah. was awful. But it's like this I I think we're getting I, like I said, i'm not really in i would never sit down and like sit down and watch the whole wcw back catalog but it's this idea of you've got these people when they come it's when they come back to wwe like when flair came back comes back and they rerun all this stuff it's just like well hang on he had this massive career before he even turned up yeah so it's just like well let's explore some of that you know and i say when hogan goes in the early like when hogan goes it's just like oh hang on this must be important because if this this flagship man of this company goes away to the rival, it's just like, oh, hang on. So you got it's like something someone for me, sorry, um, someone for me going back and looking at this history and kind of, I, it's a, it's alright because I like I'm doing history at university, so it's just it's fascinating for me to like going back and saying, oh, this is where we were, so this is how it kind of influences where we are now. Yeah, oh, honestly, man, if you ever make it to WWE, they're going to love you. This is the stuff they always say. If you don't know the history, boy, we're going to come and crush you. You'll be right up there, street man. Honestly, yeah. I think it's a testament to you as well because I personally do think WWE in general is a bit like a sitcom uh, or like a, de- a sort of a well-structured sitcom in the sense you yeah. get more out of it if you know where they've come from. Yeah. I, I do think they lean on that a lot. Like you said, they don't ex- they'll mention Dusty Rhodes, but they never explain to you who Dusty Rhodes is. No. You're just meant to figure it out and fair play to you, man. Yeah, yeah, especially, you- obviously, when he comes over to WWE, it's just like, get him in a, sp- in a spotty suit. Oh, and dude. it's just like, well, hang on. No, he's very, he's very good. Oh yeah, oh dude. I mean, it's like it's just very annoying because you know, obviously, I'm, I'm not. I didn't grow up at that time, so it's going back and seeing a little bit in WCW, and then it's just like this is what WWE did with him. It's just like that's a damn shame. They really missed the trick with this. Yeah, oh dude. I mean, yeah. Sometimes pride comes before a fall. Uh, do this doesn't really tie in, but the whole YouTube thing's got me intrigued. Do you listen to many wrestling podcasts? I mean, obviously, you listen to mine, which I appreciate it. But have you? Yeah. I listen to loads because I'm a loser, I, but. Oh, I say I listen to yours, obviously. Um, I listen to obviously the What Culture Boys when they do their thing. Yeah. I find that it like 
the way they that that structure is very well. I listened to a bit of Jericho's. Um, when Jericho did his one a couple months ago, talking about how he got to AEW, I had to listen to yeah, this. Yeah, of course, yeah, it's amazing. Because it, yeah. I think it was just fascinating. But other than that, no, not really. You know, I I will do two or three. I like I say podcast. I do like them, but it's this idea of timing. Well, yeah, I can't yeah. be sitting down. <laughs> Because most podcasts are like, what, hour and a half, hour, hour and a half type of thing. I can't be sitting down watching three hours of Raw, hour and a half Smackdown, catching up with everything else. And it's just like, okay, let's see what other people, it's just like, not that I'm not interested in what other people like yourself have to say about this, but it's just like, blimey, it's a lot. And it's just like, I ain't got the time of day. You know. Oh yeah, dude. The, the hardest thing about being a again, this is why I don't. I think if you started watching wrestling, here we are, eleven years on. I think if you yeah. tried to start watching wrestling now, flipping heck, as soon as you're told, yeah. yeah, it's five hours minimum, you may go, yeah. Like I know it was kind of similar in two thousand eight, but it just it was different. It didn't feel as like yeah. It, it, I think the way it flowed back then was uh, very cool. But like I say, we're on the brink of WrestleMania now, and we're adding up eighteen matches, so it's going to be like a six and a half plus hour show, and it's going to be like. I don't know where, like, especially for it's us gonna in the UK. It's going to be seven, man. I exactly. tell you, it's going to be seven. I've exactly. convinced myself. They're expecting, what, 17 plus matches on the thing. Well, yeah, and we're sat uh, there. We're, just, yeah. we're, gonna, we're going like, <laughs> uh, we start at 12. Pre-show's going to be like an hour. After that, after that, what annoys me about the pre-show is that you get some quality stuff. Like with the Cruiserweight stuff recently, it's very good stuff. But it's the fact that it's fill it's in with so much guff and filler i don't really like those panels they do on the pre-shows i don't like, get who they're for and also if you're gonna right. have a panel don't put wrestlers on it put panel yeah. people on it. i've seen the wrestlers all the time put other people on it. like make it like i don't know what bbc does or ufc does yeah, you know yeah. i never understand that now let's just put the wrestlers you see every week on it it's like well, yeah. what why yeah and it's very especially i feel for the cruiserweights as well like personally i don't watch 205 live but i know after i watch Every time I will sign up and be like, I will watch their match on a pre-show because I know it's going to be probably one of the best ones on the card, mm. hands down. Exactly. It's the same with like um, your NXT takeovers. I will religiously watch NXT day in, day out, and NXT UK all the time because I know it's not that it's not going to be a better. It, it's on paper the way it's been. Re- written out is a lot better but what it's done is man it's built up trust in you that's the other thing you know that when you tune in you're going to enjoy it and that's the people the problem that really people have with raw even if it's subconscious they think well what am i going to get this week because it could be brilliant yeah yeah but that's like we're two what two weeks out from wrestlemania now mm. and we have no idea who the who is challenging with the w championship i know honestly it's just like well come on we need to, you've got to tell us earlier like we'd known in january rollins was going for the universal title because he won the rumble yeah there was a, he wasn't going to do it but it's just we're two weeks out you let us get excited yeah dude nail on the head man but i think this rest i mean to be fair they you they do usually do that i don't know why this one has been so different or yeah. why they're all over the place with it but i guess it's just things keep changing like Kofi Kingston was never meant to be the plan I don't I'm guessing they never figured that Roman Reigns would be back so you know you've got all of that so that they're doing the best they can but it's absolutely yeah. is a crazy one dude before we get into more general stuff I just the last thing I want to talk to you about is you get into wrestling 2008 I'm guessing given your knowledge and the way you're talking about it you also find out about you know behind the stage wrestling news how does that happen man because I always find that fascinating I, 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 I still know people that won't read it they won't read it they don't care I don't get into this until I wouldn't say this wrestling news stuff until like a year, year and a half ago. I like. Oh, honestly, really? Right. Okay. On, yeah, it's weird. Um, and then it's because obviously because of you guys doing your thing and and then you you're mentioning this 
this magical wizard man called Dave Meltzer going on about all this stuff. And I'm like, how does he know all this? How does he get all this information? And then you go and you look, looking at his oeuvre and stuff. It's just like, it, stuff like that fascinates me because it's like, how is he getting all this? You know, he's just like, and then, then you, off, off that, you got this, the spin-off stuff of like, then you've got all these people interpreting what Meltzer's saying. And it's interesting because like the way the, the backstage stuff, I think it, one, takes away from the product and one adds to it. Because mm. obviously you've got this idea, especially with NXT, because you've got all the tapings, it's taped in advance. So all that news comes out of like how matches end and stuff like that. And then, but you've also got this idea of, I may know this, but I still want to, I'm still going to go and watch it. You know, I'm still going to go and, you know, right, uh, sit down and watch that what four way we had or five way we had last week for this um, contender for the NXT championship. Even though I know that it was Adam Cole going to be Adam Cole all along, <laughs> but I'm still going to watch it because you've got all these m- massive, like really big, it's all the big stars in NXT in one match. I'm not going to miss that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I credit, uh, we'll call them dirt sheets because everybody uses, but I yeah. credit dirt sheets with really cementing my love for wrestling. Cause I agree. I think they, they ruin wrestling. They just break it. Cause they just do. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there was, when I had my, my time out, which I feel like most people do the, I, I got back into it randomly, you know, by starting to read stuff like that and be like, Oh wow. I didn't know yeah. this happened. That's when I really started to figure out, you know, the, the, the weird little things that fans really shouldn't know, but we do like what a gorilla position is. We should never know that's called the gorilla position, no, but no, we do. Not. I, and that's when I really opened the door and thought, oh my gosh, I love this. And I started watching again properly and that was it. I knew it. I'm, I'm back for life yeah. given, that I, given that I've come back. But yeah, I find it fascinating that, again, much like when a lot of people take a break, we somehow all, and that's why there must be something in it. You know, we all find our ways to people like Dave Meltzer or whoever you go, be it, you know, what culture, you know, all these kind of people that are giving, giving the dirt. And I guess it just ties into the whole wacky thing of what you're seeing isn't necessarily quote unquote real. And yet all the stuff you're hearing about behind the scenes is the realest shit you can imagine. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously we obviously say it's not quote unquote real, but it's the fact that no other show, no other thing in the world gets covered in like these news things yeah. as much as the wrestling does. Because obviously you don't see like EastEnders or Coronation Street getting all this news. No, no. you don't. Like, it's, a, it's a scripted program. It's definitive outcomes, but it's just like this because it's sports entertainment. We feel, you know, we feel that as you know, we're quite privileged in a way to have all these people. I agree. Like going in and looking at this thing as, as if it, like, it is a legitimate thing. Obviously, we all know it's, you know, but it is obviously people get hurt and everything. It's, it's this massive thing now. Like over, I'd say over the past, like, what since probably about two thousand and eight onwards, it's grown massively. Um. But yeah, seeing all these people like commenting and having their own opinions, and then obviously you got Reddit Squared Circle, where it's literally here's all the people pretty much in the world going to who like wrestling go to this one page to either catch up on their news or have discussions on it. It's just brilliant. Mm, I honestly, man, I only found Squared Circle maybe two years ago, probably. Like I never, I never really used to frequent there at all. Yeah. I didn't really use Reddit, and then it was a friend yeah. of mine, which is rarely what happens. Said Miller, have you ever? You know, have you have you ever gone on Squared Circle? I said, well, I know it, but he goes, oh, I think you'll like it. It's basically, you know, it just yeah. it fires out news really quickly. And yeah. yeah, I did. I got into it. I was like, oh, this is, this is, it's just a bunch of people yelling into the abyss. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I quite like it. I tell yeah. you, dude, I, I, I do videos like this all the time. And some people think I'm joking. I'm not. I genuinely think a new way to watch wrestling is you just get mad about it and go moan about it on Twitter. That's it. Yeah. That is it. Like, that's the only way you need to do it. It is interesting because obviously... 
like we say, Raw end of 2019, uh, 2018, sorry, it wasn't the it wasn't the best it's ever been. So you've got all these people going on um, going on social media who's like, we don't like this, change it now, please, before we end up dropping off because obviously we've got the rise of AEW coming up, so we can just jump ship quite easily now. Mm. So. And then obviously when they come out, it's just like, well, you know, we'll change it and everything. But then it's just like, have you really? I think we're going to have to wait until the end of the year to really see if they've done any proper changes. Dude, dude, good but attitude, I, my friend. I agree. Because obviously, like we say, um, there's obviously the story with where um, Vince uh, goes, he goes to Triple H, bring me all your good guys. We'll just chuck them in because everyone seems to like <laughs> that. Why the but hell then, not? Yeah. But then not everyone watches NXT. So it's not this idea of, you, it's not this idea of chuck them all in there. They're already established. It's this idea of no, you've got to restart it. You've mm. got to restart it there, but you can't. In a, it's like you have to restart it, but in a way you don't because obviously there's half the people that watch it, half the people that don't. But it's weird to me, especially when you see them on the main roster when they come out on their entrances and they still have the NXT card, like their nameplate come up, and it's just like, well, are they on NXT or are they or are they just? It's, are they jumping back and forth? Or yeah. The minute they are, so it, it gets a bit confusing for like the, these hard, like quote unquote hardcore fans who will watch everything to like follow it. I thought the same. Like on the Kofi Kingston Gauntlet match on SmackDown this week, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden when we kept cutting backstage and more and more of the roster members were with him, all of a sudden Heavy Machinery were there, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, we haven't decided what brand you're on yet. We're yeah. just throwing. I love the fact they were literally told, bros, you got to come to SmackDown. So we need to just stand there for three seconds in a backstage segment. I bet they love. I bet they love that. But no, you're yeah. right. I, I I get it. It's branding, and it's good to get the NXT name out there. And I don't know what it does these days. I'm sure it's more popular than ever. And obviously the live shows, especially around WrestleMania mania sellout but yeah you're right man like if you just watch raw some people just watch raw they don't even watch smackdown yeah and if you just watch raw and then a couple of dudes from nxt come out it's up to wwe to explain to you why they're a big deal and that takes time you can't expect anybody yeah even goldberg you know even goldberg yeah. the person that was booked who what what a great way to be booked like yeah. right, what's gonna happen goldberg is you're gonna come in you're gonna kick everybody's ass and you're gonna do it in about two minutes it's like yeah I mean, who that, that is literally what any wrestler in the world would want. Yeah. I, I want to come that's, in. That's, I wanna... that's why I can't complain about Lesnar. I cannot complain. Because if I was get, get, getting given that, like, skips amount of money to turn up every like, when I want, just kill everything and then go home again, you're not going to say no. No one turns... There's the thing. Everyone... I think people turn wrestlers. They forget that they're human beings. Yeah. Like, that they really, really do. And I think that, A, they forget, again, like you say, that when they get offered an amazing opportunity, they're not just going to say no. They're going to be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. But also, too, they are... You know, they're, they're just people like you yeah. and I, and they're going to try and get the best out of the situation for them. No one is so virtuous and selfish to go, but the fans won't like that. And that's never been said in the history of wrestling. And if you think a wrestler has said it, you're wrong. They haven't. Yeah. You know, it, it's a business and a lot of people in business are cutthroat because, of course, again, that's just, just how it works. I got yeah. no problem with Lesnar, man. I think I do think I'm done with him being universal champion. Yeah. Because, but only because everything runs its course. Like everything's got a shelf life. And, you know, we've yeah. just got to the end of that. And I think we need to see back on raw just to establish it more as a championship i i totally agree because the way obviously it's been i thought as soon as roman won it's like right okay he's finally done it but then obviously because he has to go away again it's just like the default option was to oh we'll just put it back on lesnar and i'm like why you like say bala hasn't he had it for a day (laughs) and then that was it and then obviously he got injured it's just like this belt's cursed man 
It's just like every time someone wins it, they go, they've got to go, and then it's like, oh, we'll just give it back to Lesnar because he's reliable. And it's just like, it's we need something on Raw because that will have because as soon as that belt becomes back on Raw, it can refocus the whole show because hmm. the whole thing feels just like one show mid card. Yeah, <laughs> that isn't because Lesnar. But when Lesnar turns up, like he did last, like this week. It was this massive skeptic, like spectacle that he's here. Hmm. This man, this like the beast is arrived, especially because Heyman's just amazing and that is managed to like talk him up to this level of power that he we all know he has because of the way he like presents himself. But until that belt comes back on raw, that whole show is pretty it, I think it's pretty screwed because they haven't really got this thing to be fighting for because like the only thing that oh well on uh, Raw that is to be fighting for is this IC Championship, which has been thrown around rec- like recently so much. I think ever since Seth dropped it, it was just like, okay, that's it for the IC title for a bit. It's the same with the US title. The mid-card belts are, should be a lot oh, they more don't, prominent. They don't exist, man. No, but I feel like, especially on Raw, the IC title needs to be a lot more prominent because it's the only one there. They have nothing else there. Dude, the US, so true, man. It's like the US title on SmackDown, I, ag- I agree it needs to be more prominent. But what they're doing with Daniel Bryan at the minute is just so good, I can kind of let it slip there. But because on um, like Raw, even the, like the tag belts on Raw, their whole tag division on Raw is pretty much a shambles because there isn't really much going on. Like I say, you've got Black and Ricochet like fighting on both brands in these title shots. To us, it's, a bit, it's, it's just really jarring. And then that's what I also find weird. You know, that's why I kind of like the concept of the women's tag belts, where they can go from one brand to another, even down to NXT. So that's the thing. But then again, you've got this clash off. I personally didn't think we needed them, uh, because I think the way, if you do that, you, Sasha Banks and, and Bailey, two of the best female wrestlers on that brand, have been thrown together just to have a ta- like to do tag matches now. It's just like, oh, I kind of wanted them to see like do their own thing. If I feel that if we didn't have those ma- those women's tag belts like obviously yeah credit to them they needed something but it's this idea of if we didn't have that all these people would be single people and they'd be going up against you know you could have like sasha banks and asuka doing their thing again and it's just like well but then you've got all these smaller people on the on the mid card because we're expecting this like four-way mania for the women's smackdown belt pre-show it would not surprise me a belt where this time last year was probably one of the best belts. To, it's the most coveted belt by the women. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I tell you, it was uh, that was the Charlotte Oscar match, right? Last year. Yeah, yeah I love that match. One of my favorite matches ever at WrestleMania. I thought yeah. it was brilliant. It was great. Obviously, after that, that was a very good match. I was expecting Oscar to go over, but obviously now, now she's got the belt back. Ever since she won it in that ladder match, it was just like, okay, cool. Now what? Because I was expecting like. Even like Charlotte or Becky would be like, it's this idea of now Asuka's won it. Charlotte and Becky are like, nah, I can't be asked for that belt anymore. Something they've worked at for the past nine months to get like fight over. And then as soon as they've lost, it's like, yeah, nah, we'll move over. Something. <laughs> it's just like, don't want this anymore. It's just like, why? <laughs> Give me a reason. I know. Well, I do. As I, again, as I always tell people that are getting in, the things you need to understand is you won't get a reason. There's no consistency. And if someone yeah. ever disappears from television, you just have to shrug your shoulders and go wrestling. I think yeah. that's what I tell people the most. If, you, if you're not willing to just say that's just because... Do not watch pro wrestling. Well, no, that's not fair. Don't watch WWE because you know they are they are the traits. What do you think about WrestleMania overall, man? 
uh, building up to it. You, you're looking I, forward to it? You're not looking forward to it? I'm obviously looking forward to Mania. I always look forward to Mania. But I just, I know that going into it, I'm going to be there from like midnight to like five, six in the morning. Oh, seven, man. Seven. Or whatever it's going to be. And I'm it like, all nighter, brother. <laughs> it, it's going to be it, like it was last year, but it's going to be like, yeah, but you won't be sleep deprived. You'll be sat there. You'll be fine. <laughs> so you know it's gonna be interesting like i feel like a lot of the stuff like i say going for the card it's like we've got two battle rules to sit through and i'm like okay mm. when most of the main female participants are already in another match doing something else so it's just like oh, do i really need to see a f- another female battle royal the andre is gonna be full of so many people oh oh dude they gotta get everyone on that card man i think they're gonna have more than 30 i think they have about 40 yeah. people in that thing i don't know but it's what's annoying me is the fact that you're gonna have the likes of braun Strowman in it you're gonna have what Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, you know, um, pro like so many good people. I wouldn't be even surprised me if they. Oh no, they can't do that. Sorry, anyway. But yeah, they're gonna have all these big people in, which be like, oh, we haven't anything got you to do, just go into this battle royal. And it's just like, well, okay, you know, it, it's kind of that. I think I'm kind of in the camp with you with Angle. They have to change it. I think they have to. Like, every, I had it's very so- annoying. Like everyone's gone. Like, nope, don't want this. Get rid of it. But yeah. It's just like. But when I had this thought that it's long-term booking. The whole thing is long-term yeah, booking. It, 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 it has done what a lot of people wanted them to do. Yeah, it's very yeah. annoying because it's like WWE, like, are they doomed if they are? They're doomed if they don't. Yeah. You know? It's just like, it seems like they can't win with half the people. But it's just, I, I totally agree. It's like, just give it a scene or something. You know, I think I think I think there's nothing wrong with long term booking. And I actually think sometimes that as bad as it sounds that WWE shouldn't listen to the fans. Like, I think if you listen to the fans all the time, you're always going to wind up upsetting somebody anyway. But I I also think if you do take a massive misstep, because it's not just the fact that it's Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. I can handle that. It's Kurt Angle's last match. Yeah, you know, you've you know, got to put a show on. Exactly. Yeah. It's got to be something that lives up yeah. to that title. And that's no offense to Baron Corbin. I actually think the Baron Corbin, I keep saying this, the Baron Corbin character has been dragged through the mud. He, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't given a chance. He was putting in an awful situation that he's now dealing with the fallout yeah, on. It's like, think about how special the Michaels Flair match was. Exactly. It's literally the one I was going to bring up. How special that match was from everything and the emotion they showed against each other. And they, I don't, we're just not going to get that with Angle and Corbin. We're just not. No, because you can't, because people don't, at the moment, people do not care enough about Baron Corbin to be put into the match. That's, that, that's the real issue. Uh, it would be great if they did, but they don't. Like, it's, it's as simple as that. Like, I like Corbin. I think he's a good performer. I think he's, he's all right, yeah. Bastard to fucking hate. <laughs> you know, no. he's one of the major heels. Yeah. You really hate him. He's doing his job right. He was just put but, in a bad position. That's yeah. it. He was put in a bad position. And, like, you know, it's, it's John Cena versus. Yeah. Kurt Angle at this stage going to be a good match? No, of course it's not. But it's it's, irre- it's irrelevant. It's a match that people no, want to see. I, I, it's like it's going to be a greatest hit. It's all it's going to be. And it's, it's all you it's, want. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. Because because the fact that this card's going to be so long, I don't know. Don't need this match to be going on for so long. It's the same with like the Batista Triple H thing that's going on. I don't need that pushing over twenty minutes. I really don't because well, I, I know obviously, especially Triple H coming back as quick as he has. I know, um, crazy, right? I'm a torn peck. Yeah. Mental, you man. Know, like. But I've come to this conclusion that if Triple H doesn't come out looking like Kratos at WrestleMania, <laughs> then, of course, they're missing a trick there. But it's annoying, because, like, also, the thing at Mania, they have to have Pyro as well. They have to do it. I think at Mania, they usually do. I remember yeah. when, when Brock walked out on Raw last week and he did his hand thing with no... I was like, don't yeah. even do it, bro. You look ridiculous. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, but I'm like, if you're getting Batista back 
and his whole entrance was built around the pyro. That's true. How stupid is he going to look? Yeah. I, I think he'll be all right at Mania, but in general, given all the money they're making and so on and so forth, I absolutely think that we need to, you know, we 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 yeah. <laughs> we need to bring it back. Why not? I get that it costs money, but it does add a lot to the shows. I yeah. didn't think it did until I go back and watch old stuff. When Brock comes out, yeah. Batista Kane is a good one. Uh, yeah. There'll be loads of other ones. AJ Styles, when he used to come out with the fireworks, and that's not that old. You know, he's quite no, recent. It's it, it's just 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 sacri- I, I think it makes for a better show. I really yeah. really do. And entrances to me have. I remember an entrance was my used to be my favorite thing in wrestling, and I still love them, but they don't feel as good as they once did. No. So I would no, I, I would bring back Pyro. I think obviously the thing is the problem with like Mania and stuff is the fact that that ramp is so long. They've got to make something of it. That's why as much as I love the Undertaker, I'm sat there for like ten minutes watching him just walk down a ramp. I know it's, it's weird, like, isn't it? It's weird. Okay. Get, just get on with it now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Come on, I, I want to I see this because I'm here to watch you fight, not walk down a ramp. But like I say, that, that spectacle there. But it was like when they did the Rumble this year in that baseball stadium. The whole, the fact that it just looked completely different. Mm. Oh, I, I like that. I mean, as, yeah. a, as I think Shavar came on and told us, you couldn't see anything. But hey, I wasn't there, so I don't know that. Oh. I like that. I like evolution. I like the when things look yeah. different because instantly I'm interested. It's weird yeah. how your eyes can get used to something, which is why yeah. when SmackDown moves to Fox, the first thing they've got to do is overhaul the set. Make it look completely different. Fox. Bring that fist back. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, Bring that you, massive fist why back. Why not, though? Why not? Yeah, like, you know, exactly. either you like it because you recognize it or yeah. you don't, but you don't care because it's something different. I think yeah. I need to, you know, it can't just be blue anymore. I need to be able to flick onto SmackDown on a brand new channel. I know I don't live in America, but and then go, oh, it's SmackDown. I don't know it's SmackDown just because it's Tuesday at whatever. It'll be a different time yeah. then. But because it looks different. I think that's really yeah. important. I really, really do. It's good. It's things like things when things are visually different, it's gonna that's why NXT and stuff like that's good. Because when it first came about, it was not it was like this shit reality show. When it transitioned into like proper wrestling it was like oh this is looks different to everything else this it still does because of the intimacy so especially on these vast wide things especially for mania and everything most manias in the past few years have looked the same yeah. i think apart from wrestlemania 30 where you had that that set i think for wrestlemania 30 was probably one of the best ones we had especially because of the end of it the feel-good moment with brian it was just great but it, it i think for mania especially it has to be looking different I, I, especially at Mania and I do appreciate what they do with Mania like the sets are always gargantuan they look incredible like you know they are they're impressive but you're right yeah. sometimes they do fall into one Wrestlemania 30 is one that stands out because it did look so different and everybody thought yeah. it was really really cool and it, you know all the shots of Daniel Bryan with that massive thing behind him and I get it like I saw a big debate online the other day about how everybody hates the fact that WWE's taken away the numbers from Wrestlemania I don't care because we yeah. all refer to it as 35 anyway and yeah. I think there's something from a, this is the, the worst thing I ever say but from a branding perspective i actually think there is something in just changing the logo and getting rid of numbers you yeah. can make it look nicer but you you need to whatever theme you're going to do you've got to make sure that yeah it stands out on stage because i love when yeah. all those pictures leak out from wrestlemania you're like man it looks crazy it looks yeah, massive, what, it looks cool yeah what annoying me about mania at the minute is the fact that it seems to be in the same four cities yeah what's that about they've gone back to florida like next year as well yeah. america's massive put put it somewhere put it in michigan somewhere different yeah yeah it's going to michigan so, nevada so, throw a dart at a wall and be like okay we'll have it there <laughs> it's like, i'm sure you know there's these stadiums could be big enough but i know mania this year it's gonna be very interesting because obviously you've got you've got this g1 supercard happening as well so they're gonna have to pull something out of the bag big time for this 
They yeah. really are. I tell you, man, WrestleMania weekend in general is great. You've got Impact doing stuff, obviously the Supercard, uh, MLW's there. I mean, there's no point in running through everything. It would take forever. Uh, but yeah, it would be that yeah, it's, it's, an absolutely, it's an absolutely big deal. Yeah. And I think the Madison Square Garden show, while it does seem to have the legs cut out of him a little bit because of the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, yeah. and they wear a huge draw, it's still a company that's not WWE selling out Madison Square Garden. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I've been watching awesome. wrestling a long time. It's never happened. Like No one's even stepped in there if you're a wrestling company. So that does inst- it does instigate change. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen after that. Exactly. And like things with TakeOver, the TakeOver card this year is amazing. <laughs> You know, well, dude, people are saying show of the show of the weekend, right? It, it probably will be. The f- it's just the fact that I get to see Walter on a WWE card is going to be amazing. I know that's the best thing about that because everyone was like, "Oh, why doesn't Walter just sign up properly?" And it's because he likes to stay, you know, new, yeah. you know he likes to be at home. But look, exactly. he's still got onto NXT Takeover. Exactly. He's, it's still get a huge reaction. Yeah. He's still part of the festivities. That guy smashed it too. Yeah, exactly. It's like the fact that you're getting all these people from the indie coming over and actually coming up and fighting. Like things that we'd never see. Like I say, Walter, for example, we thought we'd never see him under the WWE brand. Yeah. But in when you see um, Takeover Blackpool, soon Dunn wins, and you just hear his music, and it's just like, oh, okay. And he comes out, and like that crowd go mental is just the probably one of the best, like most historical things for that brand. Mm, I think if Walter win, I think Walter can win as well. It's not going to be the main event. I think Walter has to win. I, I agree. Really. I think Pete Dunne's held that title long enough. I mean, he's been yeah. a good stalwart with it, but I just think it's time. And yeah. again, it, it won't be. It won't be the last thing on the show. It just won't be. So yeah. it, it's not like you have to worry about that or the ramifications. You can just do it, and it's all okay. Yeah, because I think obviously Dunne either needs to maybe not, but he's, he, I think he should do what Mustache Mountain do. They bounce back and forth between NXT and NXT UK. Dunn now he needs to be like, okay, I think Dunn needs to pick because Dunn is very good. Oh He's man. Been, yeah. I'm not saying that NXT UK isn't like you know, it's not it's one of it's great, but I think Dunn can do a lot on like the main NXT roster. Like I think I would not be surprised if he becomes NXT champion within the year. Honestly. Yeah. Because obviously Triple Triple H sees something in that man. Oh yeah, would, oh absolutely. Be pushing what's he on like nearly 700 days now? Probably oh, uh, in fact, let's find out. Pete Dunn, UK title reign. Is it going to tell me you're going to come up? No, you're not because you're a piece of crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's long. It's long. That's all we yeah, need to know. No, it's no, damn it's long. Stupid. So it's just like the fact that if he, he needs to either go on to NXT, win that title, and then just go bam straight up. You know, because I, I want to see what they did with Kevin Owens when they brought Kevin Owens up. When they bought him up, it's kind of similar to what they've done for Champa, but not as many. When they bought him up, he was NXT champion. And it's just like, here's someone who's important because he's already got a belt. Yeah, it works, right? It I does. Mean, it works. I mean, I mean, what a fall from grace that is, though. I still can't believe everything they've done with him this year. Oh, it's you know, firing. You know, sat on a chat show. On- um, I don't see it. I can't. I've said this before, but I can't stand chat shows in WWE anymore. Because it's not like the whole point is back in the day, you'd have someone that would have the chat show and they'd probably roll them out once a month. But I mean, who's got one? Alexa Bliss has got one. Kevin Owens has got one. Uh, the Miz has got one. Somebody That's else has got one. I can't remember who the hell is now. Because if Alexa Bliss is hosting Mania, it's the whole thing going to be a chat show. I, I hope not. I, that, that, not. We haven't had one good moment of Bliss at the moment. No. That's not her fault. It's not no, her it's fault not. at all. You can only give her the material you'll work with. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. I think that. Uh, NXT, well, just NXT in general is just 
Yeah. It's just like, this is why I don't get when super hardcore fans moan about Raw Smack. I'm like, bros, NXT is for you. You yeah, got but- what you wanted. It's right. Yeah. It's right there. You can just enjoy it. But yeah, the Kevin, I think the Kevin Owens call up was good. Um, the, 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 I think Ricochet and Alistair Black are doing quite well. To me, Alistair Black. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the week before last, came across like a real star. I thought he carried himself really well, and I was interested to see what he was going to do. And that, you know, I know I knew who he was already. Yeah. But I like to think I have a good vibe for what the crowd is feeling. And same yeah, with Ricochet. Definitely. I think both of them are. are doing leaps and bounds yeah i agree but like i say gargano now he's like pretty much flustering because obviously with champa out now it's kind of we're not going to get that climax but i think gargano will just stay on nxt for a bit now i don't think he'll come back properly um with champa out it was weird because obviously champa comes up to the main roster as nxt champion who should be this guy i know obviously he was carrying the injury at this point he's a guy who should be shit hot at this point Mm. you know He's, he obviously he's probably one of the best heels in that company at the minute, and it was just like let's do DIY again. It's just like what? Oh uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I kind of get it because I think they were trying to push the tag team division, yeah. and they knew that they could have really really good matches, but it yeah. was a bit ham fisted. But I was cool with it. I was like, look, that's the way we get them on the main roster. That's fine. And if Triple H can find a way to tell his stories, okay, yeah, I, I can just say, go it with it. It kind of tied in where with NXT because they did the Dusty Classic because it was them doing DIY again, which was going to pay off to them like breaking up and fighting it takeover of the belt but it was just like obviously because with the injury it was just like you can't really do that so it was just like uh but it's gonna be interesting how they get like i think ricochet and black have to stay on rule they have to keep they've got to stay there i'd feel because of the fact that they have raw hasn't really got much yeah i think i think that's fair and i also hope that they don't if there is a raw tag team division uh sorry tag team championship match at mania and ricochet and black are in i hope they win like yeah. I, I think I don't don't make them lose for ages. Again, going back to Goldberg, don't have them lose. It's a really right. good technique to get yeah. people more popular I mean. with like the when crowd. When Goldberg came back for the second time, and it's like because that was my first inclination of Gold, like seeing him when he come back, he beats Lesnar at whatever in like less than a minute. It's just like oh, all right, this man's pretty good then, isn't he? Mm. So then you go back, obviously you, you watch stuff, and you're like okay, and then you go oh, back to the first run, and then it's just like oh. That's a shame. It was that in mean, one, you know, his. I watched the Elimination Chamber, the first chamber, when he decimates everyone. Oh, dude, it's the best. That... And it's just like. Triple H wins. Just like, oh. <laughs> of course he does. And they gave Goldberg the belt the next event. They're like, okay, that was weird. Wrong time. But that's yeah. the best thing about Goldberg. Goldberg was cool. I don't care what anybody said, and Goldberg was cool yeah, was. because he went in, he whipped people ass, and he left. And that's yeah. why, you know, with Oscar, well, we have to beat her because we don't know how to book someone with an undefeated streak. Yeah, you do. Don't have a lose. Look, Did it was. The Undertaker doing it for 21 years. Yeah. You could do it for a lot longer. Honestly, if Goldberg had never lost, which I know he'd have to lose eventually, but if he had never lost, WCW would have been a much. But it would have been around for longer than it was. Yeah. I, I, I'm convinced. I mean, I had all that nonsense with flipping tasers and oh, oh my dear, bad days. Right, dude, uh, we've got about five minutes left. Before we do wrap yeah, no, up, I want to get into your because um, you mentioned that obviously it was the Undertaker, the guy that you first saw. Yeah, definitely. And like, oh, that's badass. Who is it now though? Like, because the Undertaker, he's not really there anymore. He comes no, and goes. Uh, it's, it's hard now because I don't. I honestly don't think that in the WWE themselves they are they don't build a star really. Like, no. AJ was great when he had the belt. I don't think... Like, Rollins is good, but I honestly, personally, don't think he can carry the brand. Um, personally, I think... Ideally, I'd probably have to look outside. I think Cody, what he's doing at the minute, is great. Yeah. I think his his matches have been amazing. Uh, everything he's done... Like, even, what was it, the other day when they were in um, Mexico, he walks out and he's got a cane. It's just like, you look really cool with that. <laughs> you look really cool with it. It kind of suits you. Probably keep it. But, yeah... 
It's good. Um, I don't. I would probably go Pete Dunne to be honest at the minute. Wow, that, I, is it because he's British? It's not just that. It's just that obviously past year we've been, we've had this thing, and I remember sitting in when we watched it in Plymouth, us chanting, "We deserve this." <laughs> I love and then, fans. And then Triple H turns around and it's like, I thought you British were modest. And it was just like, yeah, no, we're having this. This is ours. We're crowning this. But yeah, I think seeing that and actually, I think it's the idea of, I saw, I'm, I got to see him fight. You know, I got to see people in a match actually work together instead of just seeing what I'm like kind of cut to show on, on the TV. But yeah, probably Pete Dunne, the way that he's been, he's probably for me at the minute. The only person on that brand or in the whole WWE like collective that's been like shown to be this mega superstar, you know, someone who's he won the belt what 2017, so nearly two years ago. I know it's so crazy. It's like he's the only one to be shown to be this massive super mega star at the minute. Absolutely, dude. I like it, man. Good out of nowhere choice. But obviously, before before, before you started watching Pete Dunne, like who who you so you get your undertaker you like him say sort of somewhere in between then and now who's the guy that carried you through because I always find there's one guy that keeps you interested even when things are a bit shit. <laughs> I think it was the fact that obviously 2008, the year I got into it, WrestleMania 25 is this main thing, and I it would have to be Punk. I lived through the summer of Punk yeah. and I saw it all, and the fact that like come by then it was I was then slightly dabbling as you say in like what else was going on and it was just like okay so punk's thinking about going is he going is he not we don't know and obviously now we know about a lot of the stuff was actually like pipe bomb wasn't him just ranting it was this idea and even like the fact that it filtered down with aj lee in the in the women's division you know yeah i think punk kind of he got me he kept me there you know even he, also aside to punk cena himself at that time, was at the peak of his like power. So oh like, yeah, dude! Like he was, he was yeah. in control, even though nobody thought he was. Yeah, that's like I kind of want him to see. I want to see him. I equal or what was it? He'd be equaling Flair's record if he won another WWE champion. I want to see him do it. I really do because I think he kind of. No, I not, do. I think he does. I think it's one. It kind of it would cap off a good career for him because I don't think they they I, they may let him beat it. I don't know, but it would be nice. But yeah, I'd probably go either Punk or Cena, to be honest. Well, they, that kind of sums it up, dude, does it not? And then, yeah, they, and then yeah. after you started watching it, a few years later, they collide in one of the best storylines WWE's ever oh, done. Oh, that 2011 Money in the Bank match is probably one of the uh, best. Dude, I tell you, again, one of my mates wanted to get into wrestling. I sat down, I gave him the headlines, I watched it, he went, yeah, I'll watch wrestling now. That easy. That yeah, easy. It didn't, didn't need anything. How, like I say, that's how I got into it. It was like, watch this, and I'm like, this is great. Yeah. I'll carry on. I like it, man. It's a positive way to approach it. So many people yeah. are like, oh, shit. It's like, well, yeah, but it's also quite good as well. So, exactly. you know, right, dude, that was that was a great podcast, man. I'm just going to throw it out there. That was good. You had opinions and you threw them out there. I'm all right with that. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to promote? Like Twitter and Instagram. Don't have to, but I always like to give people the option. Uh, feel free. If you want, follow me on uh, Twitter. It's um, at Tom Sutton 09 because, uh, you know. Such a generic name, so people are making it all. <laughs> dude, That's the problem. Dude, I put 316 yeah. at the end of my Twitter handle. Now, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't have done this. I didn't know what my future held. Uh, but hey ho, it does. It but imagine, imagine. Yeah. And it, like, imagine I want to like, sort of make a really push, serious wrestling push, and people see 316 and they're like, Mark. Fucking Mark. It's like, no, yeah. man, it was a mistake. It was an accident. <laughs> uh, anything else, man, or just that? Uh, uh, last thing, I just want to say, well done on getting back. Oh, thanks, that, dude. That that chair shot you took the, like the other day that was that was something, there. and I'm like, 
it's ta- obviously we know it's taken a while, but you know everyone like in the Patreon, I think we've it's been there for supporting it, and it's nice to see kind of Joe on the street, you know, some just guy going out following his dreams and just watching, <laughs> just watching it play out. Thank you, know, you man. It's nice, like one of us can actually go out and do this. I appreciate that, dude. That's good of you. And uh, well, I'm, I'm in the patrons will get all the other details soon, but the, just to, to tease, I'll have a lot more to talk about next week. And if you are going, if anyone in general is going to Newcastle this weekend for the Defiant tapings, hopefully you will enjoy the uh, the carnage. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Right, dude. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on, man, and the support. You're a good guy. I appreciate it. Again, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Simon316, YouTube.com for some report rules. This will be up there as well. Patreon.com for Simon316 and brand new merch, SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. Again, if you are going to Newcastle this weekend, I'll see you there. Otherwise, uh, you know, download, subscribe, do all those kind of things you do on YouTube and iTunes and all those things. Uh, Tom, thanks again, my friend. I appreciate it. And yeah, we will talk to you all again very soon.